Today's episode of The Aggressive Life has adult themes and adult content. Welcome to The Aggressive Life. In three days, almost 3,000 men are going to come from all over America and Mexico and Canada and Ghana to the little town of Neville, Ohio. I don't know if anybody from Ghana has ever been to Neville, Ohio. We spend the weekend on 400 acres along the Ohio River for a little thing we call man camp. There's going to be campfires. There's going to be laughter, beer, powerful prayer experiences. There's going to be thousands of tents, thousands of hot dogs and brats. And we hope thousands of lives positively impacted. This is the 14th man camp. We used to do two a year. And now we're doing one a year for the last few years. And by all accounts, it's on a tear. It's been growing and expanding year over year. Over 50% of men at man camp this year have never attended. So we thought... A little on-ramp might be helpful. When I say we, who is we? First, we've got Judd Watkins, a.k.a. 512, from here on out, the most requested, the most interviewed guest on on The Aggressive Life, co-founder of Man Camp, owns a successive drywall business in Cincinnati, and he's going to swear today, so prepare yourself for 512. Hey, BT, how you doing? Good. Good. And on deck, we have Craig Dockery, who will be pronounced and referred to for the rest of our time as Windex from this point forward. He's a trailblazing leader who recently shifted his attention full-time into crossroads camps and cries more than any other man you know. Not true. <laughs> it's very Not true. true. Totally true. He oversees man camp and actually couples camp, woman camp, vet camp, all of them. And he's going to make sure this year's experience is on. Paralleled. So we're going to crack open mm, some cold yeah. ones. Do we have one to... I got, uh, hold on. Uh, what do you got? Uh, 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 <sighs> 5.12 already has his. And just for pure... Uh, Pure honesty. I can't believe it. I'm not going to have beer. I just got done working out, and I just feel like, I don't like know. a disappointment. Yeah, I've never never been more disappointed in my pastor <laughs> than when he doesn't open a beer. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's, that's really off-brand, isn't it, Dirk? It really is. I should probably— Describe what you're I drinking. Should, yeah, it's uh, us, berry lemonade, sparkling uh, ice. <laughs> sparkling ice berry lemonade. Does it taste so good when it hits your lips? It, it doesn't taste They're actually bad. delicious. It's, they are amazing. I mean, I, I, it's, yeah, it's, the guy drinking. killed the cat. He yeah. started the category, right? This yeah, guy, that was guys. He started. Did. And they yeah. killed it. Yeah, yeah. He started the whole tonic water the, thing. Not tonic Sparkling water. water? Exa- well, the whole like enhanced waters and flavor and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, enhanced. I didn't know that. I thought- oh, yeah, it's. I think he's on one of your favorite. What's it? What do they call like how I built this or whatever? Oh, it is. yeah. I think he's on one of those. I thought he was just. This was just a, a cheaper version of the stuff that hit the market first. You're saying this is that's the, original. the original. My understanding is that's the original. All right. This I'm, is, gonna, I'm uh, not an industry expert. We have a bunch of people from Kroger and whatnot that might know better, but. As far as I know, that was the and guy. that's on how I built this. I believe so. Wait, you're saying that's on how I built this? What does you're, that mean? You ever, you ever hear that podcast? No. The guy, whatever his name is, oh, guy Ross. He just every day just say. Oh, something. he's always like, wait. Yeah. So this Yingling's a delicious beer. Wait. You're saying Yingling's a delicious beer? <laughs> I don't care what he says. Have you listened to that guy? Yes, I've heard that of him. That guy can read the alphabet, and I'm like, I'm listening. I'm in on yeah. that. I'm down. Yeah. yeah. You think he's that interesting? I don't know what it is. His voice uh, is magnetic. 
Ooh. Magnetic. Well, anyway. Got a voice for a podcast. Let's not talk about somebody else's podcast. Yeah. Let's talk about Man Camp. One of the reasons for Man Camp even existing is noticing how unwell men are in our culture. Life expectancy for men is five years less than a woman. Men are four times more likely to commit suicide, two times more likely to be alcohol dependent, and one out of every five men says they have zero friends. Hmm. We are trying to meet a big need. Let's go back to the origin story. We were all there. We were all there when man camp started. And I'm not talking about the very first camp that was in Indiana. I'm talking about when the idea was born. Who remembers that story best? Well, mm. I think Judd can tell a story pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, so it's it's it was sort of like the it, the engine finally caught after several sparks. We, we kind of touched on the idea of several bike trips where we were out in the woods and stuff. But this one in particular, I remember we were in like this frozen bog down in, was it Eastern Kentucky? I think mm-hmm. it was Eastern Somewhere, Kentucky. Yeah. And I mean, you hadn't fallen in the puddle like you Yet. went completely in the puddle the next morning. That yeah. wasn't okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to get the timeline right. So we're around the fire. We get up the. We're, we're there that night, just having a blast. Good guys around the around the campfire, having a, having a great time. And we're like, it's freezing cold. We're all soaked. We, we're drinking like whatever beer we had in the in the back of the bike, which maybe was six rattled that rattled around for four hours. And we're like, man, this is the isn't best. this great? <laughs> yeah. We gotta we gotta share this, you know. And then we're like, oh, but how can we share it? And we're like, I mean, you can't ask everybody about a motorcycle Mm-mm. and take a week off work multiple times a year. And you know, it's like it was a high bar. So that that was that was the nugget that finally caught because that's right. You guys, uh, Crossroads was doing a uh, new man series, right. a, a series, right? Yeah. Wolfpack, Wolfpack. Wolf that's it's right. all about friendship yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And this was going to be the capstone. Was your idea? Yes. It's like, hey, let's. We need a capstone, and we're like, well, this would be a great one. So, that's it. And we started to figure out how to do it. Yeah, we just thought, what could we do that would give men a sense of what we were experiencing as close friends? Which what we had and what we have is very rare. Like, yeah. I just, yeah. you know, I sent out that email or that text message last night saying, hey, I'd love to be able to camp someplace this weekend. Who's in? I, I, I just rattled off the top of my mind. What was it, eight people on that thread? Right, right. And if I spent another 45 seconds, I could have had at least another eight people on it. We're, we're just very rich when it comes to friendships. Absolutely. And most dudes are not. And so we thought, what can we do that might foster some friendships and have some of the elements that we're experiencing. Well, it wasn't just, yeah, it wasn't just friendship. It's yes. the challenge. Like, we're mm-hmm. out there doing hard things, like dropping these 500-pound motorcycles all the time. And, you, and not just to be time. out there doing hard things, but to, like, lose it. Like, you're yeah. at your worst. Right. And these guys, you see these guys, and, like, they see you at your worst. And then you pick each other up, and it's amazing. Like, that's just... Yeah, you can't hold whatever, whatever that mask mm-hmm. is you wear every day at work. You're like, I'm the cool guy, or I'm the guy that knows this, or I'm the per-. like. You can't hold that up and pick up a 500 pound motorcycle a yeah. hundred times. Like, yeah. it's just that's much, a really you know? good point. We yeah. we can all create an image that makes ourselves look good and competent and professional, but that breaks away when you're a few days out in the wild because yeah. you just get tired, yeah. you get dirty, you get mm-hmm. frustrated, and, yeah. and people see your your issues and see you at your worst. And maybe that's why great friendships are made because we can say, "Oh, now mm-hmm. I know who you well, are." Well, yeah. I, I got the the most real moment for me around that um, was our first bike trip that I because remember I went on the bike trip, you, Jake, Art, and Mike, and didn't know any of you. Like I think I'd met Mike once at something, had never met you guys at all. 
randomly because you're cheap invited me on this bike trip. You're like, hey, one more guys. Wait, I wasn't look. cheap. I had no money. That's a difference at that point. Nah, okay, okay. Right. I have <laughs> I Jack know. now. Okay, all right. Yeah, but you're so pretty cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, anyway, anyway. So you invite me on the trip. Uh, somehow I go. We do this incredible thing. Ten days in Wyoming. I, I'm wrecking a billion times. You're like, who is this guy? And I'll never forget. We're at the end of the trip. Uh, loading bikes on the trailer to go back, changing into our airport clothes or whatever. And you're like, hey, man, uh, I hope this isn't just past your guilt or something. You're like, I hope I didn't let you down on this trip. And, like, it was the most genuine care. Like, you meant that. And first of all, for mm. one guy to say that to another guy was a new thing for me. I'm like, oh, wow, this is some real stuff, this guy. You know, and uh, and I told you then, and it holds true now, like, you are who I thought you were. And, there, and I knew from that experience and the stress of it that you couldn't have faked it. There's no way, like the persona that I knew as the guy on stage at Crossroads was, and the guy I thought that guy was, was the guy I met in the woods on those 10 days. And that was a incredible thing for me personally, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why we've ended up becoming friends since then is I, I'm like, man, I can trust this guy. Yeah, I remember so. that. I, I had, we had like seven days of, you know, drinking and uh, laughter and dirty jokes and, you know, all that's all the, where the, where the Walls come down. They're yeah. just down, right? And then we're going home. We're going, oh, that's right. I almost forgot here. I am one of those things called a pastor. And this is this guy's first time spending time with me. I think the church just shrunk by one person. <laughs> no, it, it just grew. And, and I mean, I got to say, like, yeah, I've had, I've had a lot of experiences in my, and had had up to that point a lot of experiences with drinking and dirty jokes and laughs and whatever else. But it, there's something about, which I think we've captured at Man Camp and the way we set it up, there's something about being in a group of guys that are at least centered and grounded in faith. I don't mean – it's not like we have ever at – even on that trip or even around any of the Man Camp fires, we're not sitting around proselytizing to each other oh, reading this, you know, Psalm 1. Or what. Nobody's doing that. You can. Some people do at the right time. But that – it's never – it's sort of been just an understood undercurrent to our relationships. And I think that's – a huge part of it is that both of those things can coexist, and that's the authenticity of the experience at Man Camp is kind of distilled from that. Yeah, I think we got great, great memories from those. You remember all the adventures we've been at the tops of mountains and seeing all these views? We've also all been super pissed at each other on trips. <laughs> like, I mean, I remember one time I was pissed at you, Judd, because you were like, come on, it's time to get up. I was like, it's not even, the sun's not even out, because we're, oh, by the way, we're on the north rim of the Grand Canyon. You're like, yo, I want, to, I want you to see this. And I was like, you can't come on get out of here and whatever and then I, I was like I'm sorry and then I remember one time you remember and when, then you cried yeah you remember when Judd's bike waterlocked in Virginia and yeah. you and Art went off to go like find somebody to pit to get the pickup truck and then you know screw ups beget screw ups you yeah. know and then we yeah. come back and we'd already moved the truck and then the guy who went like we got off the trail because they're like it's private property and if the guy sees you he's gonna be all pissed and you came back and you're like what were you guys doing <laughs> What were you? Do you remember that? I do because yeah. we couldn't find you. We drove past you. <laughs> I know where the way. And you were going came, sixty yes. miles no, an hour no, on a truck. I was, in, by, he I was, was like, not. I was in a truck. A guy yeah. in his truck. I brought him a rescue and he couldn't rescue. In a truck. <laughs> and like, that we're guy waving on the side. Somebody no. guy. Somebody no. came through and was like, if that guy, if anybody sees you, you're going to get in so much trouble. And so we're like, we see cars coming. <laughs> so we hide from him. Anyway, but that is that's also friendship, right? Like we got these mountaintop experiences and we got the down in the in the valleys, and then that's. That's what true friendship is, you know, and you get to experience that. I've seen that happen in man camp, and it's freaking amazing. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, the first one, going back to the 
first one was kind of an interesting thing. One mm-hmm. of the things I want to ask was, what, what's one of your favorite man camp stories? We've done 14 of them now, or this will be 14th. What's one of your favorite stories? I think it starts just the very first one. We had fought, we found some guy who had property, had a barn, and we said, hey, uh, if we brought 500 people, how many people could your property take? Yeah, he said, probably 500. I said, great, 500. Uh, actually, no. He said, he said, I think you could probably do 200. I said, like, we're bringing 500. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? <laughs> he was like, all right, all right. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, that thing was sold out in 90 seconds when the website mm-hmm. went live. Mm-hmm. 90 seconds. Yeah. And it ended up being, what was it? What was it that night? We only did, it was only one night. It was, I mean, one it was night. 15 degrees. Yeah. 15 degrees. Yeah. With eight inches of snow on the ground. And sno- yeah. And, and s- it snowed overnight. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. It did. <laughs> this is my favorite. One of my favorite stories is that very one where I was going around. I could see all the camps, uh, the campfires, and people were talking and everything. And I went to this one. <laughs> this guy, he, you know, you don't know if someone has millions or if someone has minimum wage and works at McDonald's. That's the cool thing about your camp. It kind of breaks it down. Unless mm-hmm. you really know gear and you know that somebody knows gear and they have the money to buy gear, unless that's the case, everyone just becomes equal real fast. Well, there was this one guy. I, I know he wasn't a millionaire. He came and um, he had those those onesie mechanic suits on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You step into yeah. it and you zip up. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he... His tent was he also brought one of those old chase lounges that your grandparents would have, you know, with the nylon webbing. Mm. Yeah, so the had outdoor a, things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a nylon fold-up thing, and he had those insulated mechanics bibs, and he had a tarp. <laughs> Always did. He just <laughs> wait, wait, lied wait, in was, the thing what did he and have pulled on his feet? a tarp over him. Was he the guy that wore sandals? I don't remember. Mm. So, if not guy, that guy, another guy there on that camp literally had exposed toes. On, there are guys. I going think he the, was wearing sweatpants too. The guy yeah, with the sandals. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, you have you're, hypertension, you're bro. Gonna die. <laughs> you're, you're, you're your gonna, blood pressure is not. This good. is the end of it. You're not yeah. an Eskimo, man. Yeah. Like, what do you? Yeah. So, mm. Crazy. So that was one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Well, uh, one of my one of my recent memories is the last man camp. We had this thing. You know, we're always trying to do something special. You know, do something that's a little unexpected. So we had this Santa. It was like you had gotten this Santa prop that was just like the one of those little light up plastic Santas you yeah. would put in the in the front yeah. yard, and we're like, we should put a bunch of fireworks in this guy and blow him up, yeah, right? Yeah, and so we blew him up. But then it was Saturday night, and guys were having like really serious conversations around the campfire. We're like, okay, well, we still want to throw throw a flamethrower on this Santa, but we should cut out the you know get the fireworks I mean, out. I mean, we had a flamethrower, and we had a Santa loaded with. Fire- it only I mean, makes it's sense. It's only going to go yeah. one direction. It only okay. makes sense. Right. So I start. I was like, let's cut the opening in the back of Santa's butt that we had carved open. You know, let's make it a little bit bigger. So I had this brand new Leatherman that I'm cutting and I'm hacking at it, and it's like a really thick plastic. Uh, and I end up uh, and I slice my index finger from like right down the middle, all the way down to the side. It's like a four inch long cut, and I and I it's like, oh, that's deep. And I I look inside the cut and I can see my tendon inside uh, yeah. and it's like midnight on Saturday and and, uh, and Judd is like you need to go to the medic and I'm like yeah yes but I absolutely let's, do let's also say that if I'm telling you to go to a medic you oh, need to go to it's a aggressively medic. bad so <laughs> yeah. I will got I got to say it's the and this whole thing is alleged because I don't know if this is all strictly legal from like you know right. medical or whatever this is an I alleged heard, story I heard this is what but happened but allegedly what happened is I went over to the medic tent and they had to wake up an emergency an old ER doc who woke who woke up and stitched me up in the back of his Toyota Highlander and gave me eight stitches in the middle of the night 
And I was, you An know, old I was ER back from the Great War. From the Great Catch War. Me up I mean, in a field. Gr- greatest generation, man. It was so good. I mean, <laughs> eight yeah, stitches and eight beers will make it. F- yeah. Everything's just fine. And then and I still we blew up the Santa. <laughs> and then we still left the fireworks in the sand and flamethrowed them and exploded everyone and woke everybody up. It was, it was amazing. Fun. That was pretty good. That, that was, was fun. Good. How about you, Judd? Gosh, you know, it's. Gosh, there's too many. I mean,. I'll never – okay, first, I, the, the right answer is baptisms. Those are amazing. Mm, that is <laughs> I mean, the right answer. That is yeah. the right answer because yes. it's like every time – I've got a story with me and Duber. <laughs> We're standing there watching baptisms at one of the ones down there uh, that we did on that land in northern – or in Kentucky um, – <laughs> you were baptizing some guy, and you're like, Johnny, what's, goes, who's your Lord and Savior? Why are you doing this or whatever? And he said something, and me and Duber, you know, 50 yards away on the edge of the thing, and, you know, because there's a huge crowd and whatever, and the guy said something, and we're all, everybody's just focused on this thing, and he says something, you know, and I go, mm. Duber said, what did he say? I couldn't hear. He goes, I said, I don't know, but he meant it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he did mean it, you know? Well, who could forget, though, the first Dick Tough That's award. exactly what I was going to say. That was? All right, tell us about, about Dick Tough. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we're, you know, we're doing games as part of the thing. First one ever. We're in this barn. Uh, David Valentine, who's got the mm. MC voice of all MC voices, is just raring everybody up. We've worked our way up from I don't know how many. There's 50 units, so 50 guys, 50 teams of arm wrestlers or groups of whatever worked their way up to these final two guys. And the testosterone and energy level is about to blow the roof off of this bar. I mean, it is electric mm. in there, right? And these two guys sit down across from each other, and Valentine's just doing his thing. Oh, here comes what? The whole thing. And there's all these guys, the music the is thumping. Is playing. I mean, dude, it was... It was uh, actually it's Eminem. Always that's always the last song. Oh, uh, and then Eminem. it's Mastodon. Mastodon at the mm, end. That's yeah. the closeout. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so arm wrestling, uh, grunting and all this stuff, and all of a sudden one of the guys just drops his arm. Just drops They're, this massive contest. They're struggling. Then he just drops his arm casually, and he stands up and he reaches with his other arm across to shake the hand of the guy that he was arm wrestling with. He shakes the hand of the guy, walks out. You guys know where the medics are? Uh, <laughs> he goes to the medics. He had torn his bicep yep. loose from his arm. Yep. Ripped did not his say bicep. Did not say a word. Did not leave camp. Had, yep. a, gr- had a great late. They just mm. like taped him up and he stayed there yeah. all night, 15, 15 degrees, degrees. And yeah. he got dick tough. Yeah. He was a for, for dick tough award. <laughs> yep. Amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. Gosh. Today's episode is brought to you by AG1. I gave AG1 a try because I was feeling a bit sluggish, not confident I was getting all the nutrients that I felt that I needed, and I thought, maybe this is an easy solution. So I drink AG1 in the morning. I love doing the morning. I do it on an empty stomach. It forces me to get 12 ounces of water into my system. I love doing something proactive and aggressive to make me feel better and at least give me peace of mind. AG1 is designed with this kind of ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without having to complicate your routine. Each scoop has 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. So go to drinkag1.com slash aggressive life. That's drinkag1.com slash 
aggressive life to take control of your health. Check it out. So let's, uh, for those people who are going to be coming the first time, let's give a little help and counsel for first timers. We don't want to reveal a, a lot of secrets uh, because as we know, what happens at man camp stays at man camp, but we do want to tell people enough to help them get the most out of their experience. What, what tips do we have for folks? Yeah, I think the main thing I'd say is uh, if you come into this and you're unsure or you're a little, um, I don't know, you don't, you're lacking confidence, then know that that's, that's how most guys walk into this. Most guys are insecure and they don't want to show it. And the best way to get, to get the most out of man camp is just to be yourself and share your dirty laundry around that campfire because the campfire is where it starts. And if you have a good trip captain, he's going to do the same thing. He's going to model it for you. But every guy, like you said, you don't know whether you're a millionaire or you're just barely scraping by, but around that campfire, you're all the same. You're all guys who are struggling through life, trying to figure out what's next and who you are and if you're good enough and all that. And so just just be honest. And it's amazing what happens when you can do that. Yeah, yeah. Be, be honest and understand that I feel like that. Yeah. I feel you right. Know, I, I, right. I'm, I'm part of putting it together. I've been yeah. doing it for years, and I come into camp feeling like that. And I think I think that's one of the biggest tools the enemy uses to like keep us lonely and apart. Is like, man, those guys are. If they know who you really are, they're not going to like you. If you're real about that, whatever else. But my biggest piece of advice, whenever I'm talking to anybody that's coming for the first time, is without a doubt, it turns out most things are like this in life. But especially something like this, the more you lean into it. The more you get out of it, and if you leave, I always say, if you leave man camp and it wasn't good, that's on you. Yeah. Because you can absolutely sit on the sidelines and like just let it go and be cynical or skeptical or scared to say whatever. But if you can jump in, man, it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I would say recognize that no one's thinking about you. We think that, oh, I don't have the right gear or I'm not going to be saying the right thing or I'm not going to – no one cares. No one thinks about you. Uh, No one's – I'll think about you because when you walk in, I I stay at Heckler's Corner. I look for things to make fun of people on. So that's one of my languages. One of my love languages is verbal abuse. So I'll I'll try to notice on the way in. But no one – everyone's doing their own thing. Everyone's living their own life. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to feel like you're being judged because you're not cool in this way or you got this that isn't together. Guys are just happy to be off the grid and away from their normal normal lives, and that's a big deal. You are off. Do yourself a favor. Leave your phone in the car. Just don't bring it. Mm-hmm. You bring it, you have more temptations, and your lady is going to be more tempted to try to reach you, and if she tries to reach you, you're going to be more tempted to, to answer it and then get sucked yeah, into everything. Right. So just yeah. leave it in the car. Yeah, and I just also say, like, you're, we're excited for you to be there. I'm excited for every single guy that comes here. And so is all of the leadership, all the HQ guys, all the all the prayer guys, everyone coming at like you get you get you get a welcome coming in there. And where else do you get that? You know, and that is the tone to set for the entire time. Yeah. What's I, it feel like to be middle aged, by the way? Is that sunk in? <laughs> middle age? Yeah. I mean is that I'm kind of embracing it. You, you know, are? I've just been listening to more like Joe Rogan and doing more like low cardio efforts, you know, and just kind of <laughs> medium weights. I I I'm, I'm I love it, you know. It's not too bad. It's not an identity anything for you not being the young young creative guy anymore well for me no i mean i'm finally yeah i think a lot of it has to do with being a dad and i've been in dad mode for 11 years now because i got three kids and 11's my oldest one and i find myself in more dad mode and like every area of life and so i just embrace it and as you see there's a whole new gear to hit you know which is great 
cool. I feel like I should have something very interesting to say right here. I think that's... What this episode dirt. is brought to you by... Dirt. AG1. <laughs> right. Yes. No, hey, I'll chime in on something I thought while you were talking about, you know, you're giving him grief. Um, it's like, you know, you said you're excited for every guy, every guy that comes. I totally mm. agree with that. And it, it's to something you said about it doesn't matter if you're a millionaire or you make minimum wage. All of that is true around a campfire. Mm. Like you... It, and there has been incredible – I think we've lost as a society as we as our society has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and more and more complex. And then in the last, let's say, 20 years started to become more and more individualistic. Like, you know, you have the – everything Everything you watch, every feed you have is, is designed for you and what you like and whatever else. So it's become even easier to – well, our, our society does not put enough emphasis and value on wisdom and experience because, like, you don't see the journeyman and apprentice relationship very often in our world today. That's not a thing. And guess what? It should be because, I mean, as I've learned, you know, what, what I watched you do with Jake as he was growing up on these bike trips surrounded by a bunch of incredible older guys, guys older than him, certainly. He was 19, I think, or whatever, 18 on the first one, yeah? 17. 17 or whatever, because when he turned 18. Either oh, way. okay, no, 17 <clears throat> is for, you weren't on the 17 one. It was 18. 18, when yeah. Turned, yeah. So either way, I've watched that happen to him, and I've seen the impact it's had on his life, and that's the great thing. You know, at camp, you can come sit around a fire, and that guy across from you might be 30 years older than you, and he might know something you've never even thought about, you know, and that, and that kind of stuff just, it just mm-hmm. naturally flows, and it's one of the few experiences in my life that I get to see that, and I think that's a rare thing for most people. So yeah, I think, well, yeah. you got guys from 18 all the way to like 85 yeah. was the oldest guy at the last one. It's crazy. Still right. hiked his stuff in. Right. Yeah. We, uh, 85 who did that last like, time? Yeah. Like a mess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that is, yes. He's just all gristle, gristle. you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wait, we gristle. did that stupid dirt race. Edelman got, or no, who? Adcock got us into in Indiana. Mm. A hundred mile ultra marathon in the woods. This Relay. Crazy. Relay. Well, but they had guys doing the ultra marathon. Oof. Like straight up run it on dirt the whole way. One of the first guys to finish, 75. Crazy. I'm not, you talk about gristling bone, man. I was like, I don't know what you're made of, dude, but good for you. Mm. Yeah. So. Man. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about camping. Tips for camping. A lot of guys have not camped. Hopefully, they're hooked up with their trip captain who's helping people get gear. What stuff do we have to help some insecure campers with? Mm. Layers. Wear layers. Don't wear cotton. Don't wear cotton. And jeans are cotton, guys. Jeans are cotton. Denim is cotton. I know you got a pair of jeans. You like them. They're durable. Maybe they smell like poop like Craig's. Mm -hmm. But either way, (laughs) I mean, if it rains, which it probably does— Jeans stay wet for a year. Like, if you get wet on Friday, they will be wet six months from yeah. now if you don't put them in the dryer. It's amazing. So I would stay away from denim or cotton. That and layer up because layers. because weather in Ohio in October is all over the place. And we're the land that we have, it gets windy. and It's hateful. Yeah, wear like three or four or five layers, and then you can always take them off if it gets hot. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Right. I'll be the voice of dissent. I wear denim all the time out there. A lot of guys don't have anything other than denim. Uh, some, like most guys listening, they're going, "What else would there be to wear? <laughs> what, what, what do you go? But wear my so dress you pants? Wear, you wear denim at every man camp, and yeah. it's fine. Yeah, it's fine, huh? You're, you're also kind of a savage. I'm gonna just tell you, <laughs> I'm, you're a, a, I'm a man. You're no, I, I, I you am a man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no problem, no big deal. And then no, it's a, if, well, if that's all you got, great. Yeah, like don't don't absolutely don't let that be a hurdle. But if you got a choice, get some get some. So, pants. what is your go-to camping advice? 
Wear denim. Besides wear We're denim. Besides wear denim. Besides shirtless. wear denim. Denim shirtless. shirtless. If you got denim a denim shirtless, shirt, you can wear that. Otherwise, bring, it has to have brass buttons. Bring Only. as many tobacco products oh. as you can. That'd be one. Uh, my no, my go to. I just think for new people, new campers, the best hack for camping is earplugs when you go to sleep. Because yeah. you're not used to being outside. All kind of sounds you haven't heard before. Just put those things in and let the white noise come and give yourself a night's sleep. Because the my dudes big, are yeah. snoring, and they snore yes. loud. Well, and you're you're outside. You're hearing things yeah, rustle, right. which you never are, right. and, mm-hmm. which is stimulating. Oh, yep. I've never seen this. I've been outside yep. before. So it's taking you just an extra half hour yeah, just yeah. to hear all the cool sounds you don't hear before. And if you've had all that tobacco, you're like, I can't go to bed. Ah, I'm wired. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> right. And then. <laughs> That's that's the cheap hack. And then I would say if you don't have any gear and you're going to buy gear, and this could be very expensive. No, wait a minute. When is this airs? Two days before man camp? Three days? Okay, I don't even, doesn't matter because you won't have time. Don't worry about it. No, come on. You guys got to tell them just what, they, what they forget. They could order it. It's Amazon. Not well, he just told you that a guy did the first man camp in eight inches of snow in 15 degree weather with some coveralls and a tarp. I so if he could do it, you guys will be fine. Correct. Right, yeah. correct. Totally. You don't need anything. I think that, um, oh, that was the thing I was going to talk about, the denim. It's, oh, it's, it's 48 hours or less than 48 hours. It's okay to be a little uncomfortable and and you're not going to be uncomfortable for too long. You're going to get warm around a fire. Or there's a tent that's you know up yeah, where we valid. meet. Yeah. It's okay to wrap your mind around being a little uncomfortable for little periods of time. It's right. going to be fine. If you get if all I gets cotton, just bring a lot of cotton. Swap it out. Yep. Okay. There you go. So other than cotton, other than earplugs, for you, what is the most important piece of camping gear? A good chair. Because you sit around, I don't know, on bike trips, we would say it's a third, a third, a third. You're on a bike a third of the day, you're sleeping a third of the day, and you're in that chair a third of the day. For, so. for Yeah, for breakfast for, before you leave yeah, and then yeah. at night, yeah. Yeah. So with camp, I mean, we still have good campfire time. You got solitude when you're in a chair. Have a comfy chair. Agree. Yeah, yeah. that's probably, I think that's, that's the right one. The only other thing I could possibly say is uh, whatever your sleep system is, whether it's a cot, a pad, uh, an air mattress from doesn't matter. Like just sleeping on the hard ground is uh, is tough. So like sort of like your earplugs. Like sure, can you do it? Yeah. Are you going to get the best night's sleep? No. But you're not going to get the best night's sleep anyway. So how bad can it be? So maybe a chair is the number one thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're telling people shouldn't have a have a cot or a no. They pad? should. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying that's a good. I would say other than a chair, one of the most important things to me is what I'm sleeping on. I want to yes. make sure I have something yes. solid to sleep. All right. On. I'll yeah. just say it's what I'm going to say before. Right. That's the thing for me. If you're going to do a bag, I've not found anything better than the Big Agnes system. It's a big Agnes bag, and it's a pad that fits in a sleeve in the bottom of the bag, so you can't roll off the pad, yeah. and the pad doesn't scoot out from underneath your 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 sleeping bag. For me, that was a complete change gamer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure you can buy it on Amazon, like, two-day shipping. I don't know if you, you know? can. I don't know. You might have to go to REI or stuff yeah. like that. I don't know if Amazon has that kind of – I guess mm-hmm. they do. They're, they are the everything store, yeah. which, by the way, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about boycotting Amazon, which I don't know how it would do because it would – cramp my life they're just freaking raking over other businesses they're, mm. they're, they're them own the supply chain just bothers me works out for me though <laughs> i'm a big fan i know you i know i know <laughs> yeah. i know i know it, it is it, it, I, I am club. too i spend a lot of stuff on it but i 
I, I just think that uh, this is totally on man camp related. I just, uh, at some point, the government's going to have to bust them up because they're just abusing other retailers and and suppliers. It's it's. So it's what would you do if you boycott Amazon? What what, what do you do instead? Just buy from Walmart. Walmart.com. <laughs> oh, seriously, anybody. eBay, buy from a company's direct thing. You know? I'm sorry. I don't need more errands. <laughs> I like less errands. I like, more errands? Yeah. I don't want to have to go. Somebody's like, hey, you just stop over REI or Walmart or where. No, name, Walmart's, name the store. No, Walmart's got their online stuff. I'm talking about all online oh, stuff. Oh, shipping? Okay. Yeah, they, Walmart's got a really, right, really like great that. one. I can get behind that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't want to go with the biggest. I want to go with the second biggest. You know, I mean, Amazon's still huge. Or, I mean, Walmart. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That yeah, that's I don't know. I, I'm I'm listening to more and more of it. It's it it just bothers me. Yeah. It does. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about um, lightning round. You guys ready for a lightning round? Let's do it quickly. Quickly. Why you want to be done here? Are you bored no, with us? Lightning. Lightning needs to be quick. Are we going to do a slow lightning <laughs> round? It's not the hourglass round. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the last True. time you cried. Oh. Last time I cried. <laughs> I don't know. Come it's on, Wendy. You tell me. He's going to be when he leaves here. It's a week. <laughs> I'm crying right now. What's happening? I don't know. I haven't cried. I will say this. You know, I, like, here's a, a rant, here's a question. Can I ask a question of the group? Yes. What are you guys personally thinking about with this man camp for you? Because I was thinking about that just today with, like, this man camp. We're planning it. We're doing all these great things. We want to make sure that we set people up right. But I'm also, like, I just feel like I haven't been... I don't know, super, I haven't been feeling a lot, you know, like feeling connected to, to God in like the emotional way or anything like that. And a lot of times I feel that at man camp, occasionally I don't, but like, I can't tell you the last time I cried, which means it's been at least three days, you know? <laughs> so I'm thinking about that as far as like this one, like I want to be filled up. I want to feel something new, uh, the way I hope for all these guys to feel. So I'm interested. What are you guys thinking about for this man camp for you? Uh, I don't, I'm ashamed to say, I don't think too much about it for me. I get something about, out mm-hmm. from it, but I don't think too much about it for me. I think about, I've got to deliver a couple talks that don't suck too bad. I got a new one I've never given before. I'm kind of looking forward to doing that. Um, pretty far up about that. And I think about, you know, men's health and fitness is coming. It's going to be the pretty interesting. The magazine. Yeah, Men's Health and Fitness magazine. They're going to do some big piece. And so they've been doing interviews ahead of time. The guy's going to come through. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting thing. So I'm thinking about that. I wonder how that'll go. You mm-hmm. know? So I'm, 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 I'm not ashamed to say. Someone has to think about the big picture. So I go into a thing about the big picture. I'm going to think about fine. me. Yeah. And I will get something out of it every time yeah, I sure, do. Right. Yeah. Well, I think I think for me, I'm typically in that same mode. That executional. Let's let's you know pay attention to what's happening. Make sure we have the right things happen at the right time and do all that stuff. And so I always tell guys, I've like I've been to every man camp, but I've never been to a man camp because I'm there and I'm doing the thing. But I've never like you know just unplugged and been a part of a unit and just done the whole thing. In the last couple man camps, we've really pushed the guys that are you know the the sort of the HQ uh, utility player guys who are there to like get water, do all the different <clears throat> little jobs that have to get done to make the thing happen. Hey, guys, don't hide in the work. Make sure you do the do the experience as well. So I'm going to try and do that. And I think with me this year, I've traveled more this year than I've ever traveled in my life. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of great things. I've experienced some great stuff. And it has nuked all of my rhythms. My yeah. diet, exercise, faith, everything has just been turned upside down because it, that's why they're called rhythms, right? Because so, all right. I, yeah. So that's I'm right. hoping I can get that. When I'm one of the things I'm really looking for out of man camp this year is 
because it is a great annual rhythm for me to do every year and have that experience that's like – because it is a profound experience. Every guy I've ever talked to that's gone into it and full force done it has been like, holy shit, that was amazing. So that's what I'm looking for is like that reset button, that, I don't know, grounding. Yeah. That's a really good point, man. I I think that it does do a reset for me because it is an annual rhythm I've been doing for, I mean, how many years? That, Eight that, years. That, Eight, yeah. That's a really good point. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. I do feel that way. I feel like it kicks off my fall. Mm-hmm. I feel like it. it's a good reset, and I look forward to it. that. That, 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 that's really a good word. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it calibrates me for the whole, all the holidays, time around family that can, a lot of times, you know, you're going from here to there and whatever else and can feel like a lot of burdens. But when you've, when you've gone through an experience like that, that hopefully has touched you in some way, you're like, man, I get to go hang out with my, like, I get to experience these things, especially you hear some people that, you know, there's a lot of rough stuff going on in people's lives. Right, so yeah. you hear that stuff and it's, yeah, it's, and it's way better for me than like new year's resolution. I sat in my house by myself and wrote four things I want to do better. <laughs> no, like let's talk about it around the campfire. And, you know, as part of the process, we do our whole little throw away the fireman kind of, or yeah. the army. Uh, stop. Kind of You're telling everybody everything. <clears throat> stop at 512. It's a surprise. Redacted. Yeah, right. <laughs> Belay my last. <laughs> when I think back to that seminal trip where man camp, the idea was born, I'm thinking around that campsite. I think all those guys have been there every year. Who was it? it was us, Pissing Boots, Petey, um, pissing. You're pissing boots. He's pussing boots. Oh, I'm yeah, pissing boots. Okay. Right. <laughs> pussing boots. How many times? How many times? Uh, uh, yeah, in case so you know. Much. All right. Yes. <laughs> one of the hacks you got to learn. Just don't be one in that, your yeah, yeah. Yep. The reason I do too frequently that I can imagine <laughs> is because I don't want to get out of the tent to take a wisdom all night. You, you know, you're drinking all night or all day, and you don't want you know you don't want to get out of the tent and unzip. It's just a, so you just. Unzip, roll over on your side, and pee out of the side of the tent. The problem is when you put the shoes in the wrong place. Mm. Do not put your shoes outside the tent around where your waist is. I don't know how a pro tip is don't put your shoes in the toilet. How is that a pro tip? <laughs> I thought the pro tip was going to be take a whole separate Nalgene or a separate Well, that's bag what I that do now. It's fine. In, yeah. oh, the gate, the- Except... Oh. <laughs> When it gets a kink in it, it overflows. Then it kind of because, because you're a savage. It's happened to you, you take, too. It's you, happened to you. No, it has. Yes, it has. Yours, no, no, no. Yes, it has. You said it. Oh, that, that was me. That was me. No, no, yeah, it wasn't me. Okay, no, right. no, 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 no. Because I'm delicate, Brian. I'm delicate. Oh, yeah, that's not true. But it hasn't. I, luckily, maybe because I just buy a new one every. Right, anyway, this is not. All right. This is. You don't buy a new one every year. Every camping trip. <laughs> I call him 512 because he has a $512 no. allowance every day. He has to spend $512. It used to be $512 a week, personal spending allowance. It's now $512 a day. You buy one Thank every you, time. Thank you, Amazon. And you throw away the old one? What? You throw away the old Probably. one? Probably. <laughs> no, I just got a big stack of fist bottles <laughs> in the back of my house. By the way, that is not where 512 came from. You have evolved. That's, that's a evolved, new thing you've right added. That, that anyway. was not the etymology anyway. of five. But I did meet somebody. I did meet your office manager the other day. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah. Did she called you five twelve? She texted me and said, "Apparently, <laughs> I've got to call you." 512. <laughs> I said um, it was nice having you work here. Uh, yeah. No, it's been a good <laughs> run. She's amazing. She called me five twelve. <laughs> so I'm thinking about all those. I, I named everybody. Everybody on that original trip. Petey. So Zimmer. Yeah. Ryan Young. Art. 
art. Well, I don't think all of them have been to every one, but they're okay. all still art involved. Art has definitely not been to yeah. every one. Right. I think Log is Log has done Log's pretty been, good. Yeah. My question for you guys: I, We've all three been to all of them. Mm-hmm. I missed two. You I did missed two of them for yeah. for what? The second one, we did the second one that was all from the waiting list of the first one. And oh, I already right. had a trip with Cindy planned. Yeah, we did for it like that a one. month after And then the, the other one was, uh, it was like right after we filmed in Rome, and then Cindy came out and stayed, and I went to that night, so I missed that one. So I've missed, I've missed two. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm curious for you guys, does it, does it get old for you? Do, are you? do you find yourself having to psych yourself up to go? Is it becoming duty for you? Is it... A chore? Is it a discipline, or do you find yourself looking forward to it like you did the very first one? I mean, we were in Lexington. Was that two or three ago? We did the one in, down in uh, Lexington area, yeah, where a guy died. Yeah, where the guy literally died and then came back to life, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. But, um, but at the end of that one, it was freezing cold. It was great. Whatever. It was a man camp. Um, Bean came up to me. At, it was we were kind of debriefing at the end, and he said, he, "Bean's longtime Crossroads guy, been involved." Man, not Bean. No. I always call him Bean because he looks like that guy. Like Mr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he so, look like Mr. Bean. Yeah, so I'm just he like does, that's that's who he is to me. Uh, you can have Bean. I'm gonna I call am, him Bean. He is Bean. So, so I mean, I mean, it's amazing how much <laughs> he, he looks is like totally, that. Totally, totally. So, anyway, long time like started Crossroads. Guy's been involved forever, so he's done the work. He knows what it feels like to do the work, and even though it's meaningful and whatever else. So he said that to me. He asked me. He said, "Hey, you know, thanks for staying on top of this and still doing it." even though it could probably certainly has turned to like a, a job now or whatever. I hadn't even thought of that. Like, I got to tell you, I, I put more work and have put, did put, will put more work into this thing than I do in most anything else in my life. I get not a dime for it. Don't want a dime for it. Don't expect anything out of it. Because when I look around, when I see those guys getting in that water to get baptized, or I see guys who are walking out with this look on their face and like, thank you for that. I, I, there, there is nothing. Look, I don't have kids. I don't have children. I think the most important thing any of us can ever do as, as men on earth is to raise good children. This is from a guy that chose not to have children. I believe that. That's the most important thing. And when we're talking about children, we're talking about legacy. And when I look at man camp, I don't, I don't care if no one else knows my name. Knows out, nobody remembers 512. If the families that are impacted by the guys going back generations from now are different, that's it. I mean, how can you get tired of that? So, yeah. Yeah, I don't get at all tired of it. I don't even think about it. I mean, it's it feels like freedom out there and it always feels like there's there's just this new this new place for us to create in. You know, so even just creating the experience, I'm always like there's just I, it's just whatever whatever God wants and whatever crazy ideas we can come yeah. up with. And then for all the work that we do, then I just then it just like it goes nuts so far beyond our expectations, yeah. behind beyond my expectations yeah. every single time. It's something I absolutely look forward to every time. I'm just like, I hope I'm up to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because right. I know that like it's just going to be, it's going to be an amazing. Do you experience. feel more pressure every man camp to produce, perform, to meet expectations, to outdo or equate what happened last time? I I feel that to some degree with music because I'm like, man, every time we do it because I play in the band and every time it just feels like this just this an amazing thing. And so much of it is the guy's response. I mean, it's it's the fact that you see 1,500 or 2,000 or 2,000 plus guys worshiping. You know, that's just an incredibly powerful thing. And I'm like, man, I hope I don't screw it up to get them to that place, you know? So there's excitement to like, what are the ideas we can do to push them that way? But I'm always just like, uh, I don't want to screw it up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I don't feel that because like, I'm sitting in a really unique position, especially 
just as opposed to you two, I'm not in professional ministry. This isn't my job. Um, I, it's not about me. The whole thing has like, I'm just, I'm a project manager facilitating an experience. And again, to Craig's point, God shows up every time and shows us how small our dreams and ambitions are. And I'm like, well, that, I'm pretty sure if that keeps happening, <laughs> then I, it's going to keep getting better or be be whatever it is for the for whatever guy goes. And I think something we might have missed because we're talking about ourselves and whether or not it pressure or job or whatever, like. It's also just a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, just as a person at the thing, it's just fun. Yes. So, I mean. It's a super fun weekend. Just for me personally, let alone all the other stuff that we get to help make. Right. And I would just say that overall, any of the stress or anything like that, I just still feel completely honored and blessed and lucky to just be a part of it. You know, this is like something that I've never gotten to experience in my whole life. And to to just be a part of the, the team that's like making this for guys is like, wow, it's a, what a gift, you know? What's your favorite moment at each man camp? Is there a, a time during the weekend we look mm. forward to? Cause you, Oh, that's, that's my favorite thing. I well, bet you it's the same for all of us. Uh, okay. I'm curious. It is Saturday afternoon after the afternoon session when guys are done working and we're all singing and guys are into it and you're just, they're focused on it and we, and, and you've given a great talk and guys are pumped up and then we go into game time yeah. and we're just sitting up there and guys are starting to go to the mash tent. Guys are running around with like blindfolds and like holding an egg, trying to run across a lake and potatoes and, and just to sit and watch and like everybody's in it. Yes. Right. Everybody's just like, this is where we are. This is what we do now. You know? Yeah. And that's, I, it's the, that's my favorite it's, part. It's interesting. I'm, you're exactly right. That's yes. exactly yeah. right. mine. It's like, about the golden hour. Yes. And it's just like, okay, whew, we can melt. And you just look around, people are having fun. Oh, so There's man. so many different visually stimulating things yeah. to see. I, I love that. It's and like best. guys that guys that need prayer or in a serious thing are in the mm-hmm. match tent. Guys that are just, you got lunatics arm wrestling over here. And like you said, running. Throwing half, concrete throw, balls throw, like, over their shoulders. Right. I mean, it's right. just, it's just. Big Atlas stones. Yeah. The most fun. It's like unbridled fun mm. and you always have a great thing you you always hit in some of your messages on fun where like yeah 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 you're, if you're a dad you you want to see your kids having fun that makes you happy you enjoy that and you're like and how 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 do you think god feels about watching mm-hmm. three thousand of his kids together nobody uh, you can edit this in. nobody's dick measuring you know what i mean nobody's like look i got better gear than you or i know more verses than you or i'm stronger than you with this ball like i've watched guys lift those concrete balls over there i'm like that's that's a hernia waiting to happen. And the, the the next dude who's twice as big as the first dude is watching it. He can't get it up. And he tells the other guy, man, that was incredible. Good job. You know, mm-hmm. there's none of that. All the stuff we deal with on a daily basis. What kind of car do you drive? Where do you live? What's your job? All that stuff is just gone. And people are, and there's 3,000 guys having fun. Yeah. That's, that's a blast. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, I don't think we've got anything else we need to cover. Anything else you guys want to cover or talk about? Uh, one of the other favorite things about this whole deal is the fact that we have the beer trailer next to the prayer tent. And that is, I think that's a pretty magical, special thing. Because that symbolizes two things for me. That symbolizes, we want you to be your regular self. If you're going to have a beer on a weekend, have one here. And also, we believe in the transcendent power of prayer. And those two things together, like that's just, that's one of the things I love seeing. That's another moment that I love seeing is how the, the line for the beer is long at the beginning of the weekend. And then the line for the prayer tent right next to it is long at the end of it, which is that's so great. It's right. so great. Yeah. How many kegs are we buying this year for for man camp? Eighty, 80 something. Yeah, yeah, it's usually about eighty. What I thought that's what we did last year with the we, we always so you you want to have more than you need, okay? Because you can always return them if you haven't opened okay. them. So we usually yeah. that's what that trailer that we get will hold, and we've never ca- we've never like 
surpass that. So, okay. yeah. so yeah, we we'll see what happens. I mean, if we have to make a beer run, which we've had to do at man camps in the past when we mm-hmm. didn't get eighty, we'll yeah. go on a beer run. Hey, it's been good, man. Thanks so much for working hard, coming in here, giving your time. Uh, I'm I'm just so thankful to have you guys as friends mm-hmm. and to be yeah. laboring in this thing. It's good. It's right around the corner, man campers. Hey, let's go, let's go. It's almost there. If you haven't signed up for man camp. Uh, sorry, can't sign up. <laughs> Sucks to be you. There's always so, next year. Yeah, we, hopefully that's enough time. We, for your we've done everything. <laughs> <laughs> we've done everything possible to reach you via social media or aggressive life, whatever it is. And sorry, just didn't work out this year. But next year it's going to be great because this year's going to be great because every single year yeah. has been great. So that's all we're going to do. We'll see you next time on the Aggressive Life. Thanks for joining us on this journey toward aggressive living. Find more resources, articles, past episodes, and live events over at bryantome.com. My new books, a repackaged edition of The Five Marks of a Man and a brand new Five Marks of a Man tactical guide are open right now on Amazon. If you haven't yet, leave this podcast a rating and review. It really helps get the show in front of new listeners. And if you want to connect, find me on Instagram at Brian Tome. The Aggressive Life is a production of Crossroads Church, Cincinnati, Ohio.